1: ESPN Missoula Sports
0: Center. The preeminent preseason football poll is out, and five Big Sky Conference teams are in the top 25. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanes. Stats Perform least its first poll for the 2021 season. The University of Montana enters the fall with a number 9 national ranking, while Montana State comes in at number 12 in the first stats poll. Weber State, the Big Sky's champion in the most recent spring season and the four-time reigning league champions overall, led the league with a number 6 national ranking. Eastern Washington, one of two teams from the Big Sky, along with Weber, to qualify for the spring FCS playoffs, came in at number 11. UC Davis, a team that nearly made the spring playoffs, is ranked number 23. And Sacramento State, a team that won a share of its first ever Big Sky title back in 2019, but opted out of the spring, came in at number 29. Defending national champ Sam Houston topped the poll with 39 of 50 first-place votes. James Madison was number two and garnered eight first-place votes. South Dakota State was third and had three first-place votes. Rounding out the top ten, North Dakota State at four, Delaware at five, number seven, Southern Illinois, number eight, North Dakota, and number ten, Jacksonville State. And finally, former Montana State women's basketball standout, Tori Martell, has been nominated for the NCAA Woman of the Year by the Big Sky Conference. The NCAA announced Tuesday Martell is one of 535 women nationwide to become a finalist. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
2: Hanging around downtown by myself, and I had so much time to sit and think about myself, and then there she was. Like double cherry pie, yeah there she was. Like disco superfly. I smell sex and can be here. I've been
0: wondering ever since I was a adolescent boy listening to this song. What is
2: disco lemonade? Can- Coulter, it's all interpretive. I guess. What a song this was. Yeah, it's weird that it's the last on the Now That's What I Call Music 1 compilation album. Interesting. Which will serve to be the exclusive source of our bumper music for the next year. <laughs> this is what we're doing now.
0: I can't wait. You want us now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana
2: Television. Tommy Evans running the board, DJing for you. I think it's day-old coffee. Mm. That could be disco lemonade okay yeah a little bit of the moldy crust on top you know still gets the job done but it's a little crusty you know
0: Juana's <laughs> is now is broadcasting to you live from the northwest motorsport studio You can find northwest motorsport online nwmsrocks.com go check them out they boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the pacific northwest you missed anything in the first hour of this show Broke down some more Grizz football. Camp is rolling there at the University of Montana. We heard from Sammy Akem, senior wide receiver for the Grizz. We also heard from Brooks Nuwana. breaking down all things Grizz football as well as NFL football as well. So, have some Bobcat feedback for you a little later on this week as well. And uh, gave some Desperado wings as well. Uh, All of that can be found on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Blackfoot Communications. Well, I can't believe my eyes, and you wouldn't be able to believe your eyes either if you were watching him on live TV, but unfortunately, we are pre-recording this, yet it is an illustrious return, a wonderful moment in my personal life, and uh, so good to see this guy. He's sitting here in studio with me. It's time for our ESPN Roundtable, presented proudly by Paradise Falls. I've been teasing a surprise guest no, it's not Brett Favre or Jeff Garcia or Marty Morningwig, or some of the other great people we've had on this show as of late. Instead... It's the founding father of ESPN Missoula, Ryan Toutel, in the chair. It's been a long time, buddy. It's so weird because I see you a lot because we still FaceTime all the time. Yep. I haven't actually got to hug your bare self in a long time. So, man, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're still wearing your ugly Packers hat, but uh, welcome back to the homeland.
1: I dug this out especially for you. Uh, I thought about wearing my Kirk Cousins shirt <laughs> to add to that. But uh, it is it is glorious to be... Back physically in the state of Montana, in the city of Missoula, and uh, obviously uh, a joy to see my dear friend Colton Nuwana's in person finally once again as well. What are you giving me here?
0: I just uh, oh my Kirk Cousins. We had a little riff sesh yesterday, and uh, Andrew (laughs) Houghton pulled out the uh, the Kirk Cousins, and it really made me perturbed to say the least. (laughs) I had, uh, had Kyle Cotta, Montana State Safety. He, he sat shotgun with me last week uh, for about half an hour, and it was a great interview. Really impressed by him. Really good kid. But he's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Threw him a curveball at the end, asked him if he liked Kirk Cousins. He didn't know what I was getting at or where I was going with it, so he's like, I love Kirk Cousins. And I was like, no, bro, you can't like Kirk Cousins. He's like, oh, no, you're right. I don't like Kirk Cousins. See, like, I wish I would have prepared for that question. He's like, I was just trying to be positive. No, Kirk Cousins sucks. And I was like, Yes. Stay with what the truth is, Ty. We speak the truth oh, on the radio. Man, so much to get to. You have been kind enough to appear on the show multiple times throughout your massive travels. But for those who maybe haven't heard those segments or those that need an update, Ryan left ESPN Missoula uh, mid-December of last year and uh, embarked on an adventure that I think most people would never have the bravery or courage to do. And uh, he took his family in a truck and a trailer around the United States of America. Give people the yeah. whole path, man. I, I I don't even know if I have it all mapped out in my mind, even though I talked to you all along the way. Yeah, well, when we we you're right about the
1: mid-December being done here, but we didn't actually leave until the end of January. That's like right. The heart of winter, uh, and so we shot due south, uh, mostly so that we could use our camper with water in it. You know, that's a good. Good call. Uh, and so we we went quick, but we went down through Idaho, Utah, and then got into Arizona, and basically started in central Arizona. Ended up being in Arizona for almost a month, actually, maybe even right out a month, and didn't uh, hadn't anticipated that. It's amazing you get going. I thought, man, I thought I'd be back here late June, early July, sure. and have gone to you know forty-one states. I've been to 20 states. Yeah. United States turns out pretty big. Yeah, it's big. And also, it's even bigger when you don't care what time it is. And so, we but we we did that. And we went to Texas and spent like a month in Texas. In fact, even a little more than that, obviously, yes, it's a big state. We get that. But uh, some really cool stuff to see. uh, Some, obviously, stuff that was... (laughs) It's like okay, maybe Texas isn't for me, but there's there's a lot to like too. Uh, what do you like
0: about Texas? Cause I'm not. I know there's probably some Texas people listening. I'm not trying to be a hater, but Texas for me. Is a nightmare, and that has everything to do with me and really nothing to do with Texas. But yeah, large giant cities and humidity and massive traffic and uh barbecue none of those things are up my alley.
1: Well, <laughs> you can, I mean, you can avoid the first few of those pretty easily, depending on where you want right to go. Well, I guess
0: I've, I've only ever spent time in the heart of Dallas, yeah, and I mean, that's one of the biggest cities in the country.
1: You're not going to uh have me uh, pave arguing against your feelings. To steps,
2: okay? <laughs>
1: uh, but you know, big bear, uh, big bend national park yeah. uh, is right on the Mexico border. It's spectacular. I didn't even know it was a thing, uh, until we kind of started going, but, uh, we kind of got convinced we should go check it out and did. And that was, that was awesome. I, uh, I walked across the Rio Grande and was an Ill- illegal alien in Mexico for a little while. You, Felicia. you Facetime
0: me yeah. from the Mexican border once upon a time. Yeah,
1: I, we were on the border quite a bit, but uh, specifically, I'm proud to say that I did cross without my passport, and I feel very good about that. <laughs> um, but then, uh, so so that was cool. Obviously, the wide open spaces of West Texas, which I tend to like. Uh, people like you know, it's vast, it's sure. empty, it's hot. Well, it's all of those things, but. I, other than the heat you know i'm i'm okay with a lot of that stuff we got stuck in a windstorm in marathon texas we couldn't drive anymore and it blew 20 to 30 mile an hour winds consistently with 40 50 mile an hour gusts for 15 hours and we were just stuck we went into this mexican restaurant had lunch stayed had dinner stayed had a nightcap then walked out Got in the camper along the street and went to sleep. <laughs> and so this was like, you know, those are the things that sort of come up. But anyway, we went across there, drove across the whole south, uh, you know, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, uh, did one night in Georgia. We were kind of cruising there, South Carolina the same. And then we spent about about a month in North Carolina on the Atlantic coast. And that was uh, spectacular. There's, here's a little tidbit for you. People want to go to the beach, right? Everybody thinks about maybe Southern California, obviously Florida. the The Crystal Coast of North Carolina is as white sandy beach Perthes. spectacular as you could ever want, and I think that it's really like regionally people know about. It. Obviously, in the state of North Carolina, people you know will go there, but nationally, like people aren't destination. You know, oh, I'll fly into Charlotte and drive to the coast or Raleigh, whatever. It's awesome. It's unbelievable beaches there. So then we drove. All the way back straight across due west, across the state of North Carolina, over the Great Smoky Mountains into Tennessee, went up through Kentucky and uh, into Ohio, hung out with uh, my brother-in-law for a couple weeks in Ohio.
0: What's Kentucky like? That's sort of mysterious. Always been mysterious to me. Yeah. I spent almost a week in Indianapolis, and for whatever reason, I never really oriented in my mind that Indianapolis was directly north of Kentucky. I was so surprised how many people from Kentucky we ran into, and how m- much Indianapolis was like I imagined Kentucky being. Indianapolis yeah. was very southern, yes, It's like in a certain way. You, I mean, you've talked to Brian Fish, and I always wondered where does his southern accent come from. Well, he's from <laughs> Seymour, Indiana, which is like 15 minutes from Louisville. He's actually from Kentucky, and then when then you listen to him talk, well, he sounds like he's from Kentucky.
1: Right. It's uh, it it they're all right there. I mean, it, it if you really dive into it, like the nearness and proximity. I mean. We often, out west, like, state lines are pretty significant. Like, once you cross a border from a state right. to another state, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not a different world. But, you know, there's a significant threshold now, especially b- when you talk about the size. But most of the rest of the country, that's just not the case. Right. You know? It just so happens that you live in Kentucky. But Cincinnati, for instance. Sure. Many of the residents of Cincinnati are Kentuckians. It's on the river, <laughs> right, on the right, border. Right. Like it's, and you don't think about that. You go Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, yeah, right. But it's like it's right there. So the person to talk to you about Kentucky is our good friend Muhammad over there from ABC Fox, mm, right? Uh-huh. Who I saw in now. Now I got to get this right. It wasn't Frankfurt? Was I in Frankfurt? Where Lexington? Is? Oh, yeah, I was in Lexington. Lexington. They're close to one another. That's right. But he he, he would, now he's going to kill me for this. But, yeah, Lexington is where we were. Got to see him, Rupp Arena, all that, so that was cool. But I don't know. I don't have a good way to distinguish Kentucky from, like, Indiana and southern Ohio. And I'm sure that Kentuckians do. Sure. But right. I, I do not. So, uh, but, yeah, I got to Pennsylvania and then drove all the way back, stayed in Wisconsin three weeks and then back through Minnesota, South Dakota, and to the homeland.
0: is now 102.9 ESPN, Missouri, SWX Montana Television. Ryan Tuttle, our illustrious guest on this week's ESPN Roundtable, recapping his cross-country travels. We're going to get to some of the sporting events you saw because we have uh, given people updates from that, but I want to kind of encompass it all and, and wrap it all together. But before that, what was the weirdest part about this? Because you could say, hunky-dory, okay, throw my three kids in a trailer and let's hit the road, but There had to be some logistical, like, I never expected this to happen. What was the, like, challenge of this thing? Parking the truck and the trailer is probably a big challenge. You know,
1: I... Here's one thing that you do. Uh, You uh, decide that you want a pizza. And so you look (laughs) up, pizza's near me. And then Google delivers you, you know, 15 different spots to get pizza. And you find one and you like it. And you call in an order. And then you drive. And then you realize, oh, I'm I'm going to drive... Just the straight surface streets of Chicago, Illinois, with <laughs> 55 feet of vehicle, uh, and most of these are like one-way streets with street parking on one or both sides, and are—I mean—they're almost Europeanly narrow hmm. because they fit so many people like into the the Chicagoland area. I'm not talking about downtown, like the city, but just right around in what is still sort of the city life of Chicago, and then you go. What am I going to do? And then Providence takes over, Colter, because you pull into the pizza place and you can't park in their lot because their <laughs> lot is for five Priuses and not for anything else. And I parallel parked it on the street. Trailer, truck, oh. did the whole thing and had the spot. Like had, Well, it amounted about five spots, four spots for me right there. So these things tend to work out. Definitely getting into a little bit of a pinch driving sometimes because it's... You know, it's easy to know where you're going, but you don't know what it's actually going to be there. But once you get used to it, it's a little more maneuverable than I think you anticipate on the front end. Like you can get in and out of some spots. I did try and go through a drive through. That was a disaster. Had to get out, tell everybody behind me to back out of the line so I could back out of the line. You
0: actually had to go get out and go knock on windows. That's right.
1: I walked out. sorry. Like, I know you want your coffee. Uh, But it's not happening unless you move. And so, (laughs) so we had that uh, pretty early on, Learned that lesson the hard way. Um, So, you know, you you get into that stuff, but what was the weirdest thing? I mean,
0: most people, the biggest question, everybody, because I've been telling your story around town, you know, because people certainly have been wondering what's going on with you and they know that we're still great friends. Um, But the number the uh, obviously the number one question which is this is a referendum on america more than anything else uh is how does he have any money that we're not gonna talk about that on the radio uh <laughs> <or> <laughs> the <ESPN>. that's, <laughs> that's right, right dude. stacking it up program director re espn radio uh number two though is man what what sort of crazy guy takes his kids ages nine six and four uh on this sort of a trip. Your kids, though, everybody thinks their kids are special. Ryan's kids actually are very special. Uh, They're very unique. They are, though. They're... They have to be to put up uh, (laughs) with Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, better or worse, the whole raising experience has been very different than most people. And uh, I think that that gives them an elevated sense of um, maturity and comfort, but also maybe a... Uh, less of a tie to a place, so to speak. but how did they do? I mean, how was the how was the family, the familial uh, interactions? Yeah, man,
1: like you know you don't uh, know the answer to that question till you go and do it, but I anticipated that it would be great and it was great. Uh, the- did you have enough food for Kai man? I did not. He's getting very large, but other people have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he is a a, a dense. He's a wrecking ball, uh, as his sisters will tell you. But they, I mean, one of the very best parts of this for me is just being with my kids sure, every day. You yeah. know, like we wake up and we do some school or we go on a walk, and obviously it's generally interesting because it's continually new. And so that adds this element of maybe it's adventure or maybe I think interesting is the word. Like it just continues to sort of peak your uh, focus and being present in the places that you are because you haven't seen these places before. And I think that translates to the kids. Kai, who's my youngest child, he's he's four now, uh, was three when we left. He's just along for the ride. Right. He doesn't... You know, He he he's great, and it wouldn't matter if we were still here or somewhere. <laughs> he doesn't even like know, know. He's rolling. Yeah. Um, but the other two, I think, um, definitely had moments of being homesick and moments of, mm-hmm. you know... Why, old enough why that did she did had f- leave? Yeah, Felicia you know, he left her
0: friends thing. behind. Yeah, yeah. 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 But
1: um, the kids are pretty good for it anyway. I think mine in particular, in t- when it comes to sort of, uh, you know, change... Their, their parents have never had a schedule for anything they've ever done. The fact that I was here at four o'clock, five days a week is one of the biggest miracles of my whole life, because uh, that's never happened before. So they're pretty used to being pretty flexible on that. And then, frankly, uh, COVID was a, a major upsetter for all of us, right? Sure. And changed routines, changed schedules, habits, you know, all of that stuff. And for that disruptor to just be a, a, a global reality... Um, it actually maybe in a certain way prepared them a little bit for it and you know when we took them out of school well they were already only in school two days a week and homeschooling three days you know that kind of stuff so it wasn't just sort of this band-aid tear sort of thing so um, you know the the kids were great and I think that they've you know I, I I don't know all the ways that this has or will affect them obviously time will tell but I think that um, they've grown considerably in a lot of different ways and certainly gotten to see some some very cool things. I mean, my, my daughter Zoe turned six in New Orleans and we went to Bourbon Street and had beignets at a cafe for breakfast on her birthday, which was the thing she saw in the Disney movie and she got to do it in real life. Like how that's crazy, right? I mean, right. that is the stuff where she doesn't know how good she's got how lucky she is to be able to do that and i'm sitting there going i can't believe i'm sitting in the french quarter with my family having breakfast on my daughter's birthday like that's the stuff where you sit back and you go well this is why we're here
0: yeah right Right. because it wasn't like you actually had to go out of your way to make the trip to planet you were just there so you just have to then the breakfast is just easy you just reach that's it exactly exactly Amazing. is now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. It's the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls breakfast, lunch, dinner, Grizz football season right around the corner. No better place to go get your day started or watch the game from there. Have some cocktails before and after the game at Paradise Falls. It's your headquarters for Grizz football all year long. Located over there on the south side of town, 3621 Brook Street, In Missoula, Paradise Falls, proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable each and every Wednesday here on New Now. You uh, hit some pretty good sporting events, too. Yeah. Uh, rank them because you got to be in the deer district when the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship you were also at the PGA championship when Phil pulled off one of the great dad Phil Mickelson pulled one of the great dad wins of all time <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty cool uh, moments I mean those were both memorable regardless of if you're there or not like mm-hmm. ones you'll remember for a long time so uh, w- tell us about some of the stuff you saw and sort of put it into context for so, us so um, the first
1: sporting event that I went to on this trip was I went to the women's suite 16 with my oldest daughter and the two of us went and saw UConn play Iowa in the Sweet 16. And to see, you know, Gino Oriema obviously in person coaching his team, uh, it was, was a thrill for me personally. And then for my daughter, we were in the Alamo Dome. So you, you remember, like in March, they did everything on one site. You know, Coulter, you were in yep, Indy, yep. e, right, for the whole thing. So we happened to be in San Antonio, uh, the San Antonio area. And so I took her to this game and it was, uh, it was, it was amazing. And it was amazing for her to see women, you know, formerly girls who are now women and a future self, you know, the, the, the vision in an arena that's, you know, it's a football stadium to sit there and like that and have this crowd. And even though the crowd was, you know, very sparse, this was still like COVID, you know, seating and all of that stuff. Uh, it was it was awesome and so that was that was great and to watch an unbelievable game. I mean that was as good uh, a scoring I think the final score was like I want to say like 88 79 or something like that so pretty high sc- uh, very high scoring for a college game but the shot making in that game you shown me anything better you show me anything better and it, 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 it was it was glorious So we were very lucky to see that. We got to two baseball games. Saw the Houston Astros and uh, the uh, Anaheim Angels play some baseball. I watched... Albert Pujols hit what I believe was his last career home run for he, Anaheim. Oh, for Anaheim! Because he and then because it was only a couple days after that that he was released from the team. Obviously, he's with the Dodgers now, so sure. he's doing his thing. But he just hit another bomb. The other it night. was it was it was crazy to just go. Wow, did I just watch Albert Pujols' last home run? Uh, and to get to see Mike Trout, obviously, was was great as well. We went to Progressive Field in Cleveland, the home of your
0: Guardians. Got uh, straight rained out. Have you heard the Guardian story, by the way? Why is the Guardians? No, the lawsuit. I <laughs> no, I have not. So there is a professional uh, roller derby league in, yes. in this female roller, roller derby league uh, yes. throughout the United States. Not highly exposed, not not highly promoted, but certainly a professional sporting league. Yeah, there's a team in Cleveland. Their name's the Guardians. Oh boy. So nobody at the uh, formerly Cleveland Indians organization Googled this, apparently. Well, now, see, this is where I got to
1: disagree. There is no question that, like, some copyright, like, search has been done for the names because that's, right. like, you can't just, well, they're like, suing pick them. a name.
0: So the roller yeah. derby team's suing the, the Cleveland baseball franchise, as it were. Well. I just think it's hilarious. We'll see,
1: I'll tell you this. If you got a family, Progressive Field is the place to go.
0: Because you can go to the beer garden, right? Well, I mean, the whole stadium's
1: a beer garden. (laughs) But there is a kids, like, concourse where they can just go run track against players. Like, they have the the players run their 40-yard dash or whatever, and then you get a race, you know, pretend like you're racing against, you know, the, the, the guys on the team. You can go play baseball. They got, like, a mini baseball field set up on there, and they got people that are, like, Hired to be there with the kids, pitching to them. I mean, it's it's thousands and thousands of square feet. It's like a kids' mall in the park, and then you're just looking over, watch the game. It's fantastic. So those were those were all great. The number two sporting event was hands down the Deer District.
0: Yes, being in Milwaukee in the Deer District. What a cool town too. Because you could you could have been in any town or any city in the NBA. That's right. There's very few, if any, I think, where the celebration would be as great as it is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Phenomenal. It's the second smallest market in all the NBA. It's a franchise that's been starved for a championship for 50 years. who mm-hmm. got left high and dry by Lou Alcindor once upon a time. And as we know, you're a Wisconsin person. Wisconsin people just love to party, man. Yes, they do.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. But to stand out there and just the atmosphere of all the people outside the stadium. And there is something to be said about proximity. Like, you could go to any party and watch the basketball game anywhere you want, and you would have seen actually more of the game than I saw. Sure. Right. But to be standing there and look over, outside of Pfizer Arena, I mean, it's probably 60 feet in the air, is a giant deck that comes outside. And people who are inside, this is like upper deck level stuff, can walk out and look over the whole concourse area. Well, as it turns out, this concourse area is covered in tens of thousands of people. And so you see five, 600 people up on this big deck who are all fortunate enough to actually get into the game looking down. And everybody's just yelling back and forth to each other nice. that they're so pumped. Every time that flyover camera goes, the place goes ballistic. And then, of course, the game's happening and... The Bucs, win. I got this, I mean, I think it's a great video of like the last 10 seconds of regulation. And then everybody just going berserk when, you know, when when it goes to zeros. Mm-hmm. Then the fireworks shoot off, which you could expect that that was going to happen. But I hadn't really considered like, oh, yeah, they we're going to have fireworks here tonight. And then two days later, I took my three kids and a niece and a nephew on the bus to downtown for the parade. Watch, you know, Coach Bud. Giannis, Man. Chris Middleton, like all the guys, right, come through. Giannis standing there right over the top. He doesn't even look like he should be on the double-decker. looks like he's just standing there. He's that big. <laughs> is he is, so oh, just crazy to see in I person? Mean, it's, it's crazy.
0: I mean, yeah. The basketball
1: players are the craziest.
0: Well, I mean. and Gian, but Giannis is among the craziest basketball players too, Dude, right? It, I mean, I, I believe he has the longest wingspan yeah, yeah. in the history of and the I mean, NBA.
1: We, I wasn't two feet from him, but I was probably, you know, what do you want to say, 75 feet mm-hmm. from him. And even at that, you go, oh, well, like there's Giannis. And then you look at whoever the people are next to him, and you're like, oh, that's, you know, he brought his children. Oh, no, no, that's <laughs> that's a 6'6". That's, that's, that's true holiday. Right. <laughs> so that was really awesome. But but the best sporting event that I've been to on this trip and the best sporting event I've been to in my entire life Never. was the PGA. Of course it was. PGA. I mean, it is. I know not everybody's a golfer. I know that people just stop. Shut up, the two of you talking about you and me For sure. talking about golf all the time. Fine. What I'm talking about, though, here's here's what separates golf. Okay, are we late? Am I going over no. time? No, no such thing as late around yeah, here, you're buddy. Right. Um, the proximity you have right to the event. You, everybody that goes, has a courtside seat, and it's better than that. Because golf comes to you. In foot, in all the other sports, it's here's the limits. Here's sure, the out of right, bounds, right. right? In golf, you hit your ball, and wherever your ball goes, you go get it, and you hit the ball again. <laughs> right. That's it. Okay, there is out of bounds. I get it. But you know what I'm saying. So here I am, Brooks Kapka, Justin Thomas, back-to-back, shank drives right, which I would consider the best drives of my entire <laughs> life. They're... 20, 15, 20 yards from each other. And I'm standing in between the two of them and they walk right up. And I mean, not up to you, but they walk to your spot. I'm standing five feet from, you know, Bruce Kapka while he's lining up, trying to figure out how he's going to get out of this rough. Justin Thomas, how am I going to stand here on this 45 degree slope? Hit the ball next, and then who's up next? Oh, well, here comes Colin Maracawa. <laughs> right. Okay, here comes right. the next. E- 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 so e- you just e- get a front row seat of everybody. And at the PGA, for it to be a major, everybody is there. Every, every guy. Right. There is no such thing as who's
0: that guy. Right, 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 right. And like Abraham Answers, and, oh, the, just, the, the, the most anonymous the, yeah, yeah, guy in the five. You
1: hit the greatest shot of the whole tournament that I witnessed in person, and you go, oh, well, that's why these are professionals, because he's Daniel Berger, like middling pro. Who's just a phenom. So that was incredible. I, I, I was on the 36th green of Phil's tournament, so he his, his last hole of the Friday round. He made about a 20 22-foot birdie putt to go to five under at that moment. Within two real-time minutes, somebody was at six under, and they double bogeyed, so he was in the lead essentially as he was walking off the green at the the end of the second day. Now, I never would have guessed he would have gone on to win it. But to sit there, cheer on Phil Mickelson in person as he makes a birdie putt and then goes on to become the oldest major champion in the history of the sport, it's wild. Like, that is crazy to say that you did that. And so, yes, I I like golf. I know not everybody does. Nonetheless, anybody that's been to a, a PGA tournament event like the proximity is just wild. Where I walked,
0: what it cost? What's the ticket cost? I don't know. <laughs> oh my God! Of course, you got it for free. The only guy in the world gets cars for free. Doesn't have to. Fool. I ask him, "How's he feeding his son?" I don't know. Someone else is. I know uh, how, how much.
1: I ho- know how much a hotel in Charleston is.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, but I don't know how much. The that's right, because our lesser, uh, our, uh, our, uh, 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 our spy, our espionage friend is the one that God, swung the tickets.
1: God bless the U.S. Navy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Hope Quentin's listening. Here's the only thing, though. Um, there was a, a group of six in the afternoon set of rounds, or a group of six, two groups of three, right? Mm-hmm. Which was like JT, Rory McElroy, Brooks Kapka, followed by Shambo Marikawa, Matsuyama. 90% of the gallery that's on site is following those two groups the entire round. I did for a while and it was an unbelievable, exciting, great. Then I was like, I wonder who else is playing over on the other side. So I went to the back nine. It's vacant. Hmm. Like you wouldn't, uh, you. I I mean, there was, there was nobody, man. I walked nine holes with Henrik Stenson, Danny Willett, and Bubba Watson. (laughs) Wow, I was the only one. (laughs) Did they talk to each other? Yes, a little bit.
0: Hmm. There was an incident. Did you see Spieth? Because Spieth legendary for just talking to himself, right? He talks to his cat. like,
1: at his caddy. Oh, yeah, And, and that was great too. I'm standing right there, and they're having full conversation. I'm like, it just never stops. This is like, well, this is like being with my wife or my sister and just on and on,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, or maybe it's like being with me. I mean, it's, it's radio. So I, I, uh, it, it was, it was, that was a great part of it to me. Here's one. Um, ah, shoot. Whose name's going to fail me right now, but, uh, you know, another professional golfer, <laughs> um, hit the ball into the rough. Had a perfect lie, like ball sitting up in the rough in a par five. And he walks up, and he's talking to his caddy with three wood. He's like, like, I can smoke this thing. He's like, I, you know, I can clear the water that's in front, and I can, I can get it back there. He's like, yeah, you can, but why? So you're 50 yards closer on your third shot because you're not going to get there. And he's like, hit 170 yards up short of the, short of the creek, and then just put a 100-yard shot onto the green close to the hole. Like, it's that easy. Why are you going to sit here and try and make the shot? And and he was like, yeah, okay. And it was wild to me to watch, like, a perfect sit. You and I would have been hitting three wood no <laughs> Like, But he's like, you know, what? what am I going to gain from doing this? I'm going to be in perfect position, you know, in the fairway right over here with a very easy, like, simple, easy shot. I'll just do that. And so that's the sort of stuff where you go, wow, okay, like I guess that's a good way to save strokes, you know, when you're not trying to, like, put it everywhere that it can't go. So I don't know. That was that was, that was was wild.
0: Ryan Tutel, ESPN Radio. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio. ESPN Roundtable proudly presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. What do you think? You got time for a couple quick hitters? Let's do it. Can take a break. I got five topics we're gonna get thoughts on from Ryan Tutel here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN
2: Missoula.
1: Missoula Sports
0: Center. The preeminent preseason football poll is out, and five Big Sky Conference teams are in the top 25. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanes stats perform, at least its first poll for the 2021 season, the University of Montana enters the fall with a number 9 national ranking, while Montana State comes in at number 12 in the first stats poll. Weber State, the Big Sky's champion in the most recent spring season and the four-time reigning league champions overall, led the league with a number 6 national ranking. Eastern Washington, one of two teams from the Big Sky, along with Weber, to qualify for the spring FCS playoffs, came in at number 11. UC Davis, a team that nearly made the spring playoffs, is ranked number 23. And Sacramento State, a team that won a share of its first ever Big Sky title back in 2019, but opted out of the spring, came in at number 29. Defending national champ Sam Houston topped the poll with 39 of 50 first-place votes. James Madison was number two and garnered eight first-place votes. South Dakota State was third and had three first-place votes. Rounding out the top 10, North Dakota State at four, Delaware at five, number seven, Southern Illinois, number eight, North Dakota, and number 10, Jacksonville State. And finally, former Montana State women's basketball standout, Tori Martell, has been nominated for the NCAA Woman of the Year by the Big Sky Conference. The NCAA announced Tuesday Martell is one of 535 women nationwide to become a finalist. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Stupid people are breathing, man. I'd love to say it doesn't resonate so much right now. Where's my caffeine, Tommy? It's still not here. This is how lazy I am. It's Nuanas on Now, 1029 ESPN, <laughs> Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I had this great plan. I was meeting our good friend, Ryan Tuto, who we'll hear a little bit more from here in just a quick minute. Uh, on Nuanas Now. And uh, I was meeting him over here at the station. I knew he had to be gone before the show started, so we were going to record before the show began. So I didn't have time to get my. Uh, daily fix of caffeine so I decided I was going to order some. I'm not going to throw the company under the bus who has not yet delivered but <laughs> I ordered some caffeine I, I ordered just a glut of yerba mate tea from Albertsons and you know I figured I'm going to drink it all the time just keep it in the fridge not going to go bad well I ordered it at 2.30 it's about 5.40 still haven't got it I'm a little edgy uh, my brain's not working I can't remember any of my reads or my stuff or anything so you know
2: Sometimes you have great plans that just fall through the cracks. Yeah, it's definitely clear that you're just struggling today. You're just struggling, Coulter. Uh, yeah, well, imagine if you had to live a day without caffeine. I would I would actually pass away.
0: I would wither <laughs> I away and die. I actually <laughs> think that you would. <laughs> 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 Terrible. Uh, Tommy, these guys at football practice today, they were, we were talking about caffeine habits, and uh, some of the, the media colleagues of mine were... One of them is drinking these new Mountain Dew energy drinks, and I'm like, God, you mm. guys! So you guys need to get some some natural caffeine, some yerba mate tea, some gorassa leaf, yeah. Maybe it's just some coffee. I don't know. And uh, so we we're just having a little fun back and forth. But they were like, Man, I know this one guy. <laughs> he gets quad shot Americanos. Every morning? That's crazy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know this one guy <laughs> that drinks three of those every day. It's true, man. drinks two. I, they're like, no. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I promise you, I watched this guy slam a double shot espresso at 2 o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas and fall asleep in two seconds. <laughs> Unbelievable. Caffeine consumption at its finest. We're leading the way here at Nuanna's now. Back in the saddle, the traveling radio show continues. We're actually in the studio, but uh, we got a lot of pre-records today because it's just the busiest time of year. But gosh, it feels good to have a whole bunch of stuff to do. Happy to be back at it. Happy to have Brooks Nuana's on the show earlier today, as well as Sammy and Kim, a couple of my favorites. But my favorite guy in the whole world to do radio with is sitting in the studio with me. He swung by the office, just got back from a winding cross-country road trip. I shouldn't say got back because that indicates that he's here to stay. We don't know where he's going, neither does he. That's the best part about it. But Ryan Tutel in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas is here on Nuana's Now. and I got some quick hitters for you because I don't even follow in the sports, yeah. as it were. So your thoughts, I got five things to ask one your general here. thoughts on it. The Olympics, on the, yeah. the event that just ended, the 2020, that happened in 2021 Olympics from Tokyo.
1: So, I caught so little of these Olympics like less than ever. First of all, the summer games are always far less interesting to me than the winter games. Cuz you don't like running or track, correct? Those would be right. the reason or swimming. Um, <laughs> I thought the basket I watched some basketball. I thought I didn't watch great. any of the basketball cuz uh, I just
0: expected it to be trash.
1: No, it was fun, man. It, it was fun. Yeah, I, 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 I
0: actually I saw the highlights, but it was yeah, I just expected it to be not very good.
1: Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it and and I I I love it when you can see how much professional athletes care about something. And obviously, they're always going to care when they're winning their title, you know, the NBA finals or whatever it is. But, like, to rally together, have some naysaying about, you know, the the men's team of whether they, you know, could do it and, and so on and so forth. And then to go out and do it. And uh, is it, it, it was awesome. There were some unbelievable moments. I thought, I thought the co gold medal in the high jump was like
0: super so cool. Super cool. What what an amazing thing. Especially since those guys are from different countries, but they train together. Yeah, because of course they train together because they're the only two men on earth that can high right. jump they seven can, ten. They
1: can do it. But to have to you know to have that not just the sportsmanship, but the sort of you know. Cumulative joy. Uh, yeah, all, all of it there was was very cool, and that's the best thing about the Olympics are those sorts of things that you just don't get elsewhere. And Did I you thought,
0: see the video of Seward, Alaska, when Lydia Jacoby won the gold medal? Oh man, medal. they they those seventeen-year-old right? boys were going as hard as possible. Yes. I couldn't believe it. it was so fun to watch,
1: man. You know, and that's one cool thing I think about the United States that's somewhat unique in in an Olympic setting than other countries is because. We have, you know, you have the the U.S. pride part of it, but then it's even more special to you when somebody from your area, your state, whatever it might be, like you can rally around a state where you can't really do that. You can do it regionally in other countries and stuff like that. So I thought that was, I thought that was cool. But, you know, not having fans there, not having friends and family be able to be there, I think You know, you make the best of it. You talk on Facebook, But it it obviously isn't the same. And by isn't the same, it's not as good. I would think it wouldn't be as good for the athletes. It's certainly, you know, you build all this stuff in Tokyo for these, you know, volleyball matches. And there's zero people in the stands. And it's just like, oh, man, that that kind of that's kind of a bummer. But, you know, the Olympics, I I like. But this one wasn't it didn't get me on a lot of
0: levels. Topic number two, you're wearing the hat. The number one NFL story this offseason, yes. besides, well, we're not even going to get there because I don't even like going down that road. I mean, Deshaun Watson was probably the number one story of the NFL offseason, but we don't, we haven't talked about that here, and we're not going to. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, number two. <laughs> you
1: just can't help yourself. First of all, no question, Aaron Rodgers was the number one story. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. So. I, and I think he made it himself the number one story yeah. as well.
1: So what do I think about it?
0: What do you think about it? Are I, you annoyed by this? I could not be
1: more on Aaron Rodgers' side on this than, wow. than anything. And this is not me just being like a fanboy, like, oh, I love Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback. He's a quarterback of my Green Bay Packers, and I'm rooting for him. The idea that he doesn't have a a seat at at the table to even or be approached to say, hey man, like, what do you think about this? The GM is the GM for a reason. That's the person that makes the decisions and with the coach's input and with the presumably ownership's input, a little different situation in in Green Bay, that's how those decisions are made and that's the structure and it's there to be that. But he is 1,000% right that at some point, you as a professional cross a threshold of time spent at an organization who's been longer in Green Bay Aaron Rodgers or Brian Gutekunst right no kidding you know and, and so he has earned a right and also by like he said look man I play with other players I know what's going on in the league I know what other guys you know situations are and the way that they're interacting and it is disrespectful it's not hey Aaron can we do this hey Aaron What do you think? Which guy should we pick here? It's being shown the respect as a professional, and not just a professional, a Hall of Fame quarterback, entire career with one organization, to say, look, we really appreciate you. It's not just about the dollars. It's not just about the wins. We recognize that you are a piece of of this franchise forever, forever. And right here, right now, we are interested to hear what you have to say. Like At some point, if you don't receive that respect, if you're just the quarterback, sure. It, it doesn't and shouldn't sit well, and it should be a wake-up call to the entire organization.
0: I'm happy that they made it to this point where they didn't get a divorce. I actually went through the history of NFL quarterbacks, and it's actually striking. Almost every premier quarterback in the history of the league, from Johnny Unitas through Joe Montana to Peyton Manning, and now Tom Brady, got divorced from the team that he once upon a time became a legend for and then remade their careers to certain uh, levels of success. Johnny Unitas with the Chargers, I don't think anybody wants to remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Montana with the Chiefs, eh, not that great. Peyton Manning with the Broncos, one of the greatest comebacks Absolutely. of all time. And yep. then Tom Brady still winning Super Bowls in Tampa Bay. But there's even more in between. I mean, Kenny Stabler and Warren Moon and many others. But I, I do think that it's important for the NFL for Green Bay to have a brand name quarterback and he is the reigning NFL MVP. So now the season is here, it appears he's going to be a Packer this year. I hope he just shuts his mouth and and uh, he's lucky though that he is in Green Bay cuz uh you pull this stunt in Philly or New York, uh he, you're you're getting not, booed
1: till week 13. You're so wrong about this. First of all, he wouldn't be pulling the stunt. The Packers are pulling the stunt. True. The front office is doing this. There's there's True. not a lot of there's not not none, but not a lot that would And he's going to be cheered like a conquering hero in Green Bay.
0: one is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Ryan Tutel, former leader here at ESPN Missoula, sitting in the chair with me, Colter Nuanez. It's Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. Go check them out. They have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can also visit them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Okay, we only have about three minutes here, guests. so just just, just quick hitters. Grizzlies, Montana Grizzly football, your thoughts. Well, first of all, hard to say. Hard for to say. Me, years ago, years ago, the last time they actually played a real oh, game. That,
1: that and uh, you know, their the Grizz news hasn't made it to North Carolina yet, mm. which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little bit, a little bit tough to keep up on. But you know, everybody's sort of in the dark. That said, uh, they're going to be good. Montana State, no Jeff Choate. I have no idea who the new head coach is. I've never spoken to him, never read one word that he's ever said, don't know him at all other than that he was at Wyoming, Wyoming, and now he's, he's at Montana State. Yep. I wish him absolutely the best. I don't see how you do better than Jeff Cho at Montana State. I just don't see it. And everything in college football emanates from the head coach, period. So I think, I mean, they got the horses. They got a great team. I think they're going to be good too. I just don't know how you're as good as you've been under – what I think is, you know, the best coach in in recent memory. Great having you here, man. Great to be here. Let's do it again soon. Okay, love it. Thanks, Colter.
0: Ryan Tutel here on Nuanas Now. We'll take you home here on a Wednesday. Back after this. To more.
1: One two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio.
0: I wanted to like them,
2: and I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I don't really know. Where are you at with Cake, Tommy? Uh, I love this band just because of how weird they are. They're really weird. Uh, I went to see them live one time, and uh, the, the singer guy started losing his complete mind about the generators that were running, mm. and he's like... He's like, chant with me, no more diesel, no more diesel. So then he's like, turn them off, turn them off, turn them off. And nobody ever turned the generators off, but I'm, I'm going like, hey, man, like your sound system and lights will go black and you will be muted if your generators turn off. And then they did do a tree giveaway in the middle of the show, which I thought was interesting, and this lady got the tree. But then she was talking with security, and she was really upset afterwards because she's like, I don't know how I'm going to get this tree home. (laughs) And so it was was just so strange, you know. I was in a band one time called Trailer Park, and the singer of this (laughs) band looks so much like the singer in my Trailer Park Uh, band. What's your other band called? Um, uh, Creed? No, no. Your famous band. Uh, Comatose, Comatose Smile. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're When's a great band. When's that coming back? Uh, uh, likely never, Coulter. Oh, I'm living off of the royalties and doing charity work for you, <laughs> thanks to that band. <laughs> and for the Missoula Paddleheads as well.
0: By the way, Missoula Paddleheads will be on, <laughs> on this show uh about 7 o'clock. I guess about 6.45 for the pregame and uh, 7.05, first pitch. Great Falls Voyagers in town for the first game of a six-game set. We've already hooked in with some tickets. Got some more tickets later on in the week. It's Nuanas now, by the way. You're listening in on ESPN Missoula as, well, as well as watching statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Yeah, cake's a weird one, man. Uh, I do like, I do uh, like their, uh, I, pr- I praise their effort and originality, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No by doubt. Way, by the way, my caffeine's still not here in case anybody cared. I know no one does. Like uh, Montana State head coach Jeff Choate used to always say, everybody's got problems, Nobody cares about yours. That's right. Very uh, compassionate guy, Jeff Jot was. <laughs> I already miss him. Uh, I miss him so much already, actually. But uh, he was definitely one of the great characters we've had on this show here. Speaking of great characters, we have a ton of great characters join us today. So thanks to everybody who swang by. Talk some Grizz football off the top. Heard from Sammy A. Kim, senior receiver for the Grizz. Also heard from Brooks Nuannis, guy on SportsNT.com, and our uh, NFL expert analyst talking all things NFL. And then the return, at least for a moment in time, ESPN Roundtable today with our good friend and former co-host of this show, Ryan Tutel. Great pleasure to have Ryan in the studio. Awesome to see him in person, rough him up a little bit, see his kids, and uh, just good having his energy back around his little broadcasting company. Definitely one of my main guys, and it was awesome seeing him and uh, awesome to have him sit in the chair and do some radio with me as well. So if you missed anything in the show today, you can always find it on the podcast Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana.
2: Really quick, Coulter. Yeah. I'm going to put up a Twitter poll. Sure. And I'm hoping people give us honest answers, but I'm wondering, what's the over-under that Alan Jackson's team gets back to us for this interview request? (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Uh, I mean, Alan Jackson is absurdly famous. Yeah. I mean, Alan Jackson has sold like 100 million records. Almost as many as Comatose Smile. (laughs) I think Alan Jackson probably has sold a a top 10 amount of records in the history of music,
2: honestly. What would you ask him first? Oh, man. You better start thinking about it. Because, you know, I've got the pull and all the star power. (laughs) Uh Where is the Chattahoochee? That might be what I
0: asked him, <laughs> too. That's the name of my new podcast, bro. <laughs> Does it really get hotter than a hoochie coochie? I don't know. It's, uh, it's as good as it gets. Alan Jackson, more number one hits than uh, anybody besides George Strait, I believe. I believe that's the real statistic. Um, he wrote them all, too. So, man, that guy, he did it right. He's got the rights to all his songs. He's got all the master tapes and uh Pretty much as good as it gets if you're a songwriter. We'll keep efforting Alan Jackson. Sean Rainey wasn't here today. Uh, he's on a little vacation, getting uh, back into it next week, though. And uh, we'll unveil our entire fall schedule for you throughout the end of this week and next week as well. Tomorrow, uh, some fun stuff coming up, including our good friend Carolyn will swing by. A chick who doesn't know sports. We have an exciting giveaway, especially for anybody out there. That's a female. Got a nice little gift for you girls that want to go to some football games. So you want to stay tuned. In the meantime, enjoy yourself a Wednesday evening. I'm Coulter Nuanas This is Nuanez Now back at you at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big.